threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Man, I'm already feeling a kind of a weird presence or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just you. <laughs> Cameron, welcome to the no studio. No comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the studio and um, happy Halloween special. Yeah. 2021. I saw this podcast two weeks prior. Oh, my gosh. I was sitting right here. Were you? Saw it. Went through it all. Oh, my gosh. Did so, it go well? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it went well. Know. We'll see. Because I'm not sure about this one, but we're going to find out. Yeah. Right? Uh, but before we find out, I got to tell you about BattleBox. It is the monthly subscription box for men full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box. You really don't. But here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Warpath Blaze Kitchy. Woo! Kitchy. And then the Dead Fish Cleaver. This thing is oh, bad. Yeah. This thing is rad. I still use my Dead Fish Dude. Um, cooking things. Dude, I my love knives. those knives. They're like my favorite knives I, in the kitchen. I use them all the time. All this badassness starts at just 30 bucks a month. They shipped almost 14 trillion boxes and won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. That is trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife. You said free knife? Uh-huh. At trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Yeah. All right. So it's it's here. This is the this is the day we've all been waiting for. The 2021 Halloween special from the Casual Preppers. We've done many episodes in the past. We did like zombies. We yeah. did uh, witches, I think. Witches. We did uh, classic monsters. Classic monsters, which is probably my favorite. Aliens. Aliens. That's probably my favorite. Aliens was a classic one. That, that was, was great. A good one. But today we decided to go with sort of a very wide array of things, and we're just calling it the paranormal. Yeah. Because there's and a lot of weird crap. I didn't crap. know what fit into this category. <laughs> I didn't either. Wikipedia there's some told weird us crap. Yeah, there's some really weird stuff that I'd never heard of, and we're gonna try and explain it to you. Um, there's a couple of funny stories throughout, but a lot of this is just like weird crap that I've yeah. never heard of. Strange and unusual. Exactly. Just like what Cam said. So, paranormal. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Paranormal events are purported phenomena described in popular culture, folk, or other non-scientific bodies of knowledge. That's key there. It's not really very scientific, a lot of this stuff, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Who's exi- can't be proven, yeah, yeah. Whose existence within these contexts is described as beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. So a lot of this crap, beyond we don't get it. Yeah. Nobody really gets it. No. And we're going to start with one um, that I had never really thought of <clears throat> yeah. or heard of much, but it's called bilocation. There's only one time I ever saw it happen. Oh, what's that? It was in Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He, yep. he gave us all some bilocation. Yep. And it was great. About the only good part of that movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but bilocation, let's talk about it. Or sometimes they call it multi-location. Um, is an alleged yeah, multi be cool. Yeah. Alleged psychic or miraculous ability wherein an individual or object is located or appears to be located in two distinct places at the same time. 
I've tried this for work. I've a done it a million times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna go into work, but I'm gonna sit here. Mm-hmm. Nah, I it doesn't go. work. It, as much as you want it to happen, it, but there are people who am have I got there? It <laughs> yeah, you're calling in. I've been trying. <laughs> Tell are, me, I'm in my office. Am nope. I am I seeing patients right now? Or <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Um, no, dang it. There are some people who um, have done it apparently, and and many of them are of the Christian faith, and one of them is a monk. Um, what was his name? Isidore the Farmer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's a Catholic patron saint of farmers. I didn't know that. Cool. Thing. He claimed to be praying or attending mass at church while at the same time plowing in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, it's great. I don't have time to go to church. No. What if I can go to church and still plow? Exactly. Everybody would try and figure that one out. Oh, yeah. But I'm I'd like send part of me to church. Yeah. The rest of me is going to stay home. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to plow the fields, though. No. The other part's going to be playing farm simulator, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Probably wouldn't happen. But uh, so to understand bilocation, one has to know the different bodies of man and the existence oh. of several planes or dimensions outside the purely physical. This is where it gets a little woo-woo and kind of crazy. There is an esoteric philosophy, the teaching that man is composed of several bodies with different frequencies. The densest of this is the physical body. Dense, physical body. You can touch it, right? Next to this is the etheric body, sometimes referred to as the astral body. Mm. (laughs) That's Mm. one nice astral body. (laughs) They call mine the dad body. Um, I've been building my astral body. (laughs) Yeah, check out this astral body. Now, it's this, not like um, when they go like ethereal. That's what it's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Now, this etheric or astral body can detach itself from the physical body, especially yeah. during sleep, which oh. is weird, and and travel far away from it. When this happens and the etheric body or double is seen by another person in another place, we say they are bilocating. Most often, bilocation happens without our being conscious of it. That freaks me out a little that bit. That is freaky. I was like, well, I saw, I saw you at the you, bar. Yeah, sorry, at 7-Eleven. <laughs> what? I was sleeping. I was taking a nap. How'd that happen? That's how crimes get yeah. made right there. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Don't keep a hold of your astral body, all right? <laughs> so there are several causes, but the most important is desire or intention. The astral body or etheric double goes wherever a person wants to be. This desire or intention may not necessarily be conscious for bilocation to take place. So right now, I mean, I want to be in bed. So I could be there right now if I just figure out my astral body. Okay? Yeah. Well, it's like one of those complex things where, you know, what was that study where they done the cat inside is both dead and alive? Sure, yeah, yeah. So it's like you could be in your bed right now. Could be. There's no way to prove it. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. Good luck. I'm going to go there right now. Yeah, yeah. So this can be done consciously or intentionally by people who have mastered their whole being. Not only the physical, it has been reported in reliable literature that the Saint Padre Pio was seen to have bilocated many times and helped people in trouble far away from where he was at. Son of a beast. This, this guy, do it. This guy you, when you hear this story, you're like, this dude, <laughs> I need to get a picture of him on my wall because Padre Pio was a man. He was the man. There was a reported case of a British pilot during World War II whose plane was shot in Italy, right? He's going to crash on Earth. Well, I don't know why they had to specify Earth. There wasn't <laughs> another crash planet. crash on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Probably wasn't another planet for him to hit. But the pilot saw a bearded monk in a brown robe flying in front of him. <laughs> just, wow. out, just out the, you know, cockpit, just flying. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> but the great thing is this guy took the nose of the plane... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Took the nose Good of the thing he didn't try shooting down. <laughs> hey, is that a freaking... Oh, God, Jerry! That's a Nazi! I think he's a Nazi. They're on a rocket. They've got all kinds <laughs> of technology. Who knows what's going on? Crazy Japanese. <laughs> um, But uh, so it grabbed the nose of his plane and landed it <laughs> safely on the earth for him. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? Just looking at like your window. grab the prop? Yeah. I don't know what he did. <laughs> no, because it was it died, so he's just kind of like floating, oh, right? The prop died, yeah. yeah, or yeah. the whole engine wouldn't spin. Yeah, so he grabbed he grabbed the front of the plane. But can you imagine? Like it, it just reminds me, like it would like, like a cartoon, it down. like a cartoon or something, <laughs> yeah. like his robes flying out behind him. He's got a big beard, like flapping <laughs> in the wind or something, you know. <clears throat> so, um, so he 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 was like, "Whoa, that was pretty cool." So when he got back, he went to the nearby Capuchin monastery to inquire. He saw the monk who saved him, and it was Padre Pio, but he had never left the monastery. Wow. That was by location Crazy. at its finest. Is. Right there, Padre Pio. He's the man. Um, one early account comes from the early- He'd be like, you know, and Rudy, when he's like, here's the huh. key. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'd be asking Padre. Yeah. He'd be like, thanks for saving me. Don't know nothing about it. He's just shaking his head. I don't, I don't know, know nothing about it. Kicking the rocks and <laughs> I don't know. You know, I got math. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm going to go pray. You should go pray too. Uh, Another early account comes from the early 13th century with St. Anthony of Padua, who was a Portuguese Franciscan friar and qualified medical doctor. So he was was an all around good dude. Sounds like widely considered to be one of the finest physicians of the church. So oh. St. Anthony was known as Heal a... Heal your soul and your body. Yeah, the whole thing. Astral, physical. <laughs> here's my card. <laughs> he's he's, he's from a, the Bronx, too. Here's my card. He's my card, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was known... Oh, so he was a prolific worker of miracles, especially when it came to miraculous healings. Um, and this earned him many nicknames, such as the Wonder Worker of Padua. <laughs> And the evangelical doctor. That's not that great. No, I'd have, no. I'd go for the wonder worker. That's, yeah, that's like a lot better. Worker. Just as impressive. Why do I keep calling me that? I'm the wonder worker. I'm they call the me the wonder worker. Evangelical doctor. Saint Anthony the Boring. <laughs> um, just as impressive was his apparent ability to be in two places at the same time. Yeah. One of the most well-known and well-documented of these strange displays allegedly occurred during a service on Easter Sunday at the Cathedral of Montpelier. At the time, there was a great congregation of both worshipers and other clergymen who had come to watch his sermon. But at one point, Anthony realized he had forgotten he was supposed to be singing at a choir nearby at that very moment. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, come on, what, am I gonna, what am I going to do? <laughs> so in full view of everyone, he then calmly withdrew into the shadows of the pulpit and pulled his cowl around his face before proceeding to stand there silently and immobile. <laughs> at that very instant, he appeared among the choir at the other monastery, singing. When the choir was finished, the still silent body at the Easter service suddenly sprang back into action again, and he continued as if nothing happened, speaking with incomparable eloquence. Wow. Yeah. So I thought maybe you could, like, be in two places at once, but huh? be functional. I didn't know you had to go and, like, throw a tarp over your you head. You gotta go into sleep mode for a while. <laughs> Standby mode? Yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, what's the point at that point? Yeah. You might as well be there. <laughs> right? <laughs> unless, well, again, tr- unless, again, you're at church you in the hurry. pews. You're in the pews yeah. and you could just do so one of those. When it, yeah, when I'm sleeping down there in the meeting, yeah. I'm in some other place. I'm doing something else somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. By locating. 
So I found attending another church meeting somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> I'm getting double the blessings today. <laughs> um, so I found this weird article on Medium.com. This crazy chick. So basically, she believes that she's bilocating without her knowledge. Um, so I, I'm this. <laughs> Stop it! So, so stupid. I know. This is like 100 real. Like she really thought she was. So she's just. Talk, I'm not going to roll through this whole story because there's a lot of it. But basically, 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 I'm, she goes to like the mall or something. If people go to the mall anymore, I don't know. Um, and if they're still there, yeah. people were like, "Hey, how are you? I know you." And like she's like, "I don't know these people, right?" Or like, "Hey, I." Or a friend will call and say, "Hey, I just saw you in Hawaii. What were you doing there?" She's like, "I wasn't in Hawaii." <laughs> and she's like, "This happens every few months. So I was seen in Chicago. I was seen in Hawaii. I was seen at the Hard Rock Cafe in Louisiana or something. There's like a whole bunch of places she was seen." And she's like, "All right, I got to figure out what the hell's going on here because yeah. this ain't this ain't right, right?" So she says, "Because this had been happening for like 20 years, she developed a theory." That the future me, so the future her, must have created an <laughs> army of clones of herself and sent them back in time. Wow. That was her first theory. To just go to, like, these places? Uh, she doesn't know, There's though. No She's motive. in the past. She's not sure, right? And, but, you know, then she said, this is what she said. She said, um, but then I thought, time-traveling clones involve a lot of effort and technological advancement. So it's really just a story I made up to explain a weird thing that had been happening most of my life. <laughs> so then at that point, she's like, she found out about bilocation. And she's like, that's what I think's going on. I'm bilocating and I have no idea. Yeah. So. It makes perfect sense. That's what I would go with, too. It's like, mm, no. I wish <laughs> I was cloning myself. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's just bilocation. Bilocation. Read about it yesterday and pretty yeah. sure that's what's happening. So anyways, that's bilocation. It's pretty weird. That's a cool one. I actually mm. think I'd like to learn that one. I would like to get a book on it, maybe. Yeah. Work on the Bible. Well, there's got to be a podcast somewhere that teaches you it. There is a surprising amount of books that are like focused on these yeah. things. Like oh, yeah. How to do them better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're weird. Demonism for yep. dummies. <laughs> Ooh, I'd read that. <laughs> I would too. Demonology for dummies. That's good. Yeah. So here's a good one. This one's really weird. Never ever had I heard of it. Okay. So it's Breatharianism. Ooh. Or breatharianism, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So, um, breatharianism is claim is the claimed ability for a person to live without consuming food and, in some cases, water. Mm. Like the ultimate prepper, for sure, would learn how to do this. Yeah, this is you a wouldn't skill. have to have any space occupied by food and water. Oh, that's beautiful. It is a deadly pseudoscience. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And several adherents of these practices have died from starvation and dehydration. Oh, because they didn't eat. They or stuck drink. to it, but they didn't learn how to do it the best way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to get my four part yep. course online. <laughs> Breatharianism. It's an established that. fact that humans require food and water <laughs> nutrients to survive. Oh, show me where in science it says that. Yeah, yeah. Show me. Yeah. So, Breatharians claim that food is not necessary for survival and that humans can be sustained solely by prana. Prana? Prana, prana yeah. The vital life force uh, in Hinduism. So, according to Ayurveda, I don't know, sunlight is one of the main sources of prana, and some practitioners believe that it's possible for a person to survive on <laughs> sunlight alone. Really? So, you just get out there, get some sun, and you're good. You don't okay. have to eat, don't have to drink. The terms, the term breatharianism or inadia may also be used when it's practiced as a lifestyle in the place of a usual diet. <laughs> so okay. anyways, um, there's a couple that have practiced this and the documented ones, I'm just going to tell you about a few. Okay. Uh, Prahadi Jani. <laughs> 
Farhadi Jani, I don't know. Okay. Was an Indian sad, sadhu? Sadhu. Sadhu. Who claimed to have lived without food and water for more than 70 years. What? I ain't done that crap for him. His, <laughs> what, claims, his claims were investigated by doctors at Sterling Hospital um, in Gujarat. I don't know where that is. Ahmedabad? Yeah. Gujarat? In 2003 and 2000, they brought him back. In 2010, <laughs> like, screw it, we're going to do it again. I'm going to try that one more the time. The study concluded that. You eating anymore? Johnny. Seven years? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gained much. Yeah. Was able to. They studied him and said that he was able to survive. They wanted to observe this under observation for two weeks without eating food and water. They're just like, hey, we're going to push you to just two weeks. You've been doing it for 70 years. This should be easy. Yeah. Um, and for he also had not. The, so anyways, they conducted the study and for two weeks. Mm -hmm. He was able to do no food and water. And he also didn't have to pass any urine or stool. Wow. Yeah. And he also did not need dialysis. Interview Interviews with the researchers speak of strict observation and relate that round-the-clock observation was ensured by multiple, you know, CCTV cameras. Yeah. Johnny was subject, subjected to multiple medical tests. The research team could not comment on his claim of having been able to survive this way for decades. How come they couldn't comment on it? I don't know. It should be pretty easy to So tell. anyways, blood tests looked good. Didn't poop or pee while he was there. Didn't yeah. eat anything. Two weeks. They did that twice. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of claims that are like, this is BS because he wasn't always on camera. When he would go out to sunbathe, for some reason, they didn't watch him. Well, okay. Well, yeah. So he went to sunbathe at Denny's. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he Johnny's snuck out. A Taco Bell. He hurried out, took a pee, poop, ate, mm. and then he came back in. He's like, I got my son. Yeah. So, anyways, there were some missing parts of this. I'm stuck. There's also all that sunlight. A documented. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get two hours too many. Oh gosh. Um, there's also gargling sessions. I guess you can't drink it, but you can gargle it. Okay. Why would you need to gargle? I don't know, but that session also wasn't documented or on camera. Is he gargling so, sunlight? I think he was like. <laughs> <laughs> drinking it all down so anyways that was one of the more uh okay. there's a lot of other ones but i want to talk about a lady in particular named ellen grieve okay she is an australian and okay. she goes by jazz muheen oh jazz muheen yeah oh jazz muheen jazz muheen um she claims that she you know is a breatharian and she would uh she had a lot of books she mm -hmm. would charge like 500 dollars <clears throat> for sessions and for they're sure. like the Australian uh, news crew was like, screw this. We're bringing her in. We're going to mm. have her. It's actually 60 minutes screw in Australia. This. Screw this. Screw, screw this. this lady. <laughs> well, screw this lady, huh? They decided to bring her in, and they're going to test her and continuously monitor her and keep cameras on her. Okay. So the funny thing is, first of all, at her home, um, they found that her refrigerator and cupboards were stocked with food. No, well, she of course. claimed it was her boyfriend. This is my boyfriend's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't need any of this. This is like when your mom fights porn in your room. <laughs> I'm holding this from a friend. <laughs> I know. His mom got mad. That ain't my porn. Yeah. So she had, she's already like stocked up on food, but she's like, I don't, I don't need to drink that. It's yeah. My, my family's. <laughs> so the producers challenged her to not eat and drink for a full week, putting her under surveillance and posting a guard to ensure she did not cheat. Ooh. When Joss Mujin began showing signs of dehydration after two days, the breatharian guru claimed it was due to the pollution in the air around the hotel in which she was being housed. 70% oh, yeah. of my nutrients come from fresh air, <laughs> she claimed. Idiots. She's like, I can't breathe. I can't suck in this energy. It's yeah. dirty here. So they're like, okay, 
And then on the third day, they moved her from her hotel to a mountainous area, you know, open, free, yeah. clear air. And she's like, okay. Um, she didn't do very well. <laughs> on that third day, uh, she started to show signs of severe dehydration. Um, and a doctor that was kind of evaluating the whole thing, Barris Wink, mm-hmm. it's a cool name. Yeah, it is. He was president of the Queensland branch of the Australian Medical Association, urged her to stop the test. According to Wink, Jasmuheen's pupils were dilated. Her mm-hmm. speech was slow, and she was quite dehydrated. I like this. Probably over 10%, getting up to 11%. Oh, that's very specific. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how. he He's a good doctor. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the test, she said her pulse is about double what it was when she started. And the risks, if she goes any further, are kidney failure. So 60 minutes would be culpable and encouraged her to continue if they encouraged her. So she stopped. Mm, The test was stopped. Unfortunately, there are a few people who may believe what she says, but I'm sure this is what the doctor said. But I'm sure it's only a few, but I think it's quite irresponsible for somebody to be trying to encourage others to do something that is so detrimental to their health. Wow. So she only lasted like three days. Sure. Her fast, and it didn't work out. That makes sense. Yeah. Three days without water is about all you can do. Yep. <laughs> so Australia, though, apparently has a pretty cool society. It's the Bent Spoon, or the Australian Skeptics. Oh. And they gave her the Bent Spoon Award. Oh. Because yeah. she um, was so well known for this Bertherianism, and she wrote all these books, even though she couldn't prove that she could do it. Yeah. Um, she isn't alone, uh, nor the first. She, like I talked about the other guy, there was another one by the name of Wiley Brooks who claimed he hadn't eaten in 19 years. Gosh, that's a long time. But he was busted in 83 by journalists who caught him with chicken pot pie and Twinkies <laughs> outside 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke after 19 years, boys. <laughs> Wiley Brooks craving the Twinkies. <laughs> Wiley Brooks can only go for so long. <laughs> These are for everybody else. <laughs> this is for my brother. <laughs> He ain't into this stuff. Jared I, don't care. But I was like, of all things they busted him, was like chicken pot pie. Chicken from 7-Eleven? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know they had those. I didn't. I was probably Australia back in the day. 7-Eleven yeah. had it going for him. Big gulp of pot pie. <laughs> While I gave um, in. Some other religions, uh, Taoism, mm. uh, grain avoidance, bigu is what it's called, is a fasting technique with various different interpretations from simply avoiding eating specific grains to avoiding all grains to eating no food at all. Jeez. And drawing sustenance from gulps of air. Gulps of air. I'm really hungry today. Hold Where on. Where do you want to go eat? I want to go eat out in the backyard. <laughs> I'm going to go down by the ocean and get a little salt. <laughs> yes, salt. Mm, I love salting. the gulps of air. <laughs> you practicing Taoism? Nah, I just got gas. <laughs> Ray Mayor. Mm. Um, in a television documentary, 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 documentary produced by the Israeli television investigative show, The Real Face, hosted by Amnon Levy, Israel practitioner of the Rayo Mayor, appeared to survive without food or water for eight days and eight nights. According to the documentary, he was restricted to a small villa and placed under constant video surveillance with medical supervision that included blood tests daily. Mm. So... He was in good spirits throughout the experiment, lost 17 pounds after eight days. Blood tests showed no signs of any, like, ring Wow, so. crazy. Anyways, yeah. That's kind of cool. So some people yeah. ask, that, like, especially that Jas Mujin, mm-hmm. like, why charge money to teach people not to eat food? Right. You know, indeed, this would be, like, the greatest achievement of all time. It really would. You would, you know, starving nations, you go teach people in, like, Sudan and Yemen and, you know, but anyways. All, yeah. So... 
greedy people out there that learned how to do this breatharianism. That's crazy, man. So that's a weird one, and apparently that falls under paranormal. It, it kind of is, I guess, but... Yeah. I guess. It's an insane religion, I guess. Yeah. So the next one we want to talk about is clairvoyance. I don't have a lot to talk about here because we've actually talked about this topic yeah. a few times. Um, it kind of blends in. It with does with a few others. Of the others. Yeah. So pertaining to the ability of clear sightedness, clairvoyance refers to the paranormal ability to see persons and events that are distant in time or space. Cam talked about this old when we Tom, started. Old Tom knows how yeah, to do it. Yeah, Tom Dongo knows what's going on here. But he like mastered it, but he said yeah. I didn't have any use for it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I got bored with I it. I might be the best in the world. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it can be divided into roughly three classes, this clairvoyance. Precognition. So this is what Cam was talking about earlier when he said he already saw the podcast. Right? Yeah. That's what you said. <clears throat> also, if you've ever seen uh, Minority Report... Yeah. Remember the precogs? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ability to perceive or predict future events. And then there's retrocognition, the ability to see past events, which I got that. Yeah. Oh, we all got that one. <laughs> I remember shit <laughs> from a while ago. <laughs> right? I don't get that one. But um guess what? I just used my special ability. Clairvoyant. Remember my birthday when I was Clairvoyant. eight. Clairvoyant. I remember you said uh this thing. Um and then there's remote viewing. This is the one we That's talked the about. One. Yeah. Tom yeah. was good at. Tom was great at this. So the perception of contemporary events happening outside of the range of normal perception. So basically yeah. you're not here and you're seeing something that's happening somewhere else at the you know, present moment. So, um, the earliest it's record like Windows Remote Connection. It's yeah, it's like Team Viewer type thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so the earliest record of somnambulistic clairvoyance, and I must have got this from somewhere else. I don't know what somnambulistic clairvoyance is, but it is some Sounds sort of a clairvoyance. Cool. It's credited to the Marquis de Perseguia, yeah. a follower of Franz Mesmer, who in 1784 was treating a local dull-witted peasant named Victor Race, and I don't know why we got a Harp on Victor like that. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? I think we talk about <laughs> racism nowadays. I know, the poor guy. Um, so anyways, during the treatment, race reportedly would go into a trance and undergo a personality change, becoming fluent and articulate and giving diagnosis and prescription for his own disease as well as those of others. So he, I mean, I guess they had to say he was dull because that was unlike him. To yeah. be so smart. Yeah. yeah. But some, somehow that's some sort of a clairvoyant um, feature. <laughs> you hear the trade potatoes? <laughs> then he goes into it and he's like, perhaps you have an appendicitis. <laughs> I believe I have prostate I think you need some prednisone, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Goes back into. <laughs> Where'd them tighter? <laughs> Get them taters, man. I'm cooking soup. <laughs> I smell soup. You here to get some tithing or some taxes? <laughs> I'm going to gulp some air real quick. <laughs> Victor, you're dumb. <laughs> you freaking dull-witted idiot. But why don't you snap into it and tell me yeah. what's wrong with my wife? Yeah. Is my wife pregnant or not? <laughs> um. So anyways, that's all we want to talk yeah, about with clairvoyance that's... at this point. Yeah. But uh, that's a good one. We'll tap into it a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. In the future, I can see it. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went back and realized you said uh, yeah, that right. we're going to see it in the future. Uh, clairvoyant. You are, man. Good job. So, um, ghost hunting. This is oh, obviously a huge deal. Yeah. Nowadays, it's been going on for a long time. Um, what was the girl's name that we... Uh, April Slaughter. April Slaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. April She's Slaughter. She's a ghost hunter, <laughs> and she also does some other stuff, communicates with ghosts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, ghost hunting is a huge thing, and... 
we all know there's all kinds of different ways to detect ghosts. Oh, yeah. So it's just, and then ghost hunters, you know, they're called paranormal investigators or yeah. ghost hunters. Mm. But ghost hunting, um, been around for a long time. What season is that? I don't even know. It's <laughs> a good one. Are they in a rut at a certain time? <laughs> yeah. The ghosts? <laughs> well, we don't got any more ghosts. Of them. Yeah. So it's been heavily criticized for its dismissal of the scientific method. You know, no okay. science study has ever been able to confirm the existence of ghosts. Sure. The practice is considered a pseudoscience by the vast majority of educators, academics, and science writers and skeptics. Yeah, that's just people part of the new world order that don't right. want you to yeah, know about no, it. Yeah. So, um, Ghost hunters use a variety of techniques and tools to investigate alleged paranormal activity. This is what I love about ghost hunters, man. They get creative. There's some really cool tools. Like out you there. can even get an app on your phone <laughs> for ghost hunting. It's like a radar. <laughs> it's there's just random lights on it's just there all the time. You're yeah. like, well, there's ghosts everywhere. Yeah. So while there's no universal acceptance among ghost hunters of the mm. following methodologies, a number of these are commonly used by ghost hunting groups. So yeah, we talked uh, about when we were talking about the para or the Phenomicon. Yeah. We talked about some different things. There's the ghost box. Isn't that what it was? Uh, something like that. Yeah. It, it, and then there's the ham radio scanner. Mm -hmm. It just goes back and forth and it uses like, you can kind of pick out some audio, you know. Yeah. Or it, you can pick out whatever you want. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> thing about scanning. it. Just random crap. And then she talked about another guy developing, it's basically like a, an electrical current detector, you know, that you use to yeah. see if your outlet's hot. And she just click that and it would constantly be buzzing and it would like pick up voices and stuff. Yeah. So anyways, that was, that was some of the ones that we had heard about. Here are some of the other things. There's still photography. Yes. You know, digital night vision, infrared, and then there's tablet PCs and you got ambient temperature. That was a big thing is like, as soon as a ghost or there's a ghost present, there's a big temperature drop. Yeah. So they'd use this to show like, it's getting real cold in here. Yeah. There's a ghost mm -hmm. right behind you. Um, there's digital and analog audio recordings. There's all kinds of yeah. ways that they do these. There's electronic voice phenomena that they can pick up. They even say that like voices can be stored like in rocks and other elements. Oh that yeah, they can, like, like detect and pick up. What do they call that? Like stone. Uh, yeah, like memory. It's like a weird stone tablets. Or they don't weird... say there's ghosts. They say that like the they're trapped in it, objects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which that's weird. pretty cool. That's way cool. Um, compasses, Geiger counter. You know, oh, really? Oh, like, like radiation. radiation. Ghosts radiated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You got, um, air quality monitoring equipment to assess the levels of gases such as carbon monoxide and mm. things like that. They kind of go crazy. Okay. You can use about anything to search for ghosts, pretty yeah. much. Um, dousing rods. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They've been around for a long time. Those are, they, don't they use those, like, to find water, too? Yeah. The dousing, yep. like, the water. That is kind of, like, they kind of bounce. What do they call them? Water... A witcher or something? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember yeah, the yeah. name. But yeah, it's basically the same deal. Psychics, mediums, you know, clairvoyance. Yeah, yeah. So just like Kobe's talking about, <clears throat> people that are already sensitive to these things. Yes. Or have the sixth sense, which we'll talk about. I see that. Demonologists, exorcists, clergy members. Oh my gosh, yes. Interview, uh, interviewers. <laughs> Historical research teams. Podcasters. <laughs> Ouija boards. <laughs> night vision goggles. Thermographic cameras. Okay, man. And so there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, SLS or kinetic cameras, like the kinetic Xbox Connect. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Shoots out little uh -huh. beams and can take them. So anyways, there's a lot of these different things, but uh -huh. um, there's all kinds of stories, and a lot of them have been debunked. Sure. But I did have, like, two two that I thought would be Have you ever watching. watched any of, like, those Ghost Hunters? I've never really even watched any of those, those shows. Haven't. 
No. I need to. People need... are super into it. And I guess yeah. I'd read too that like during the pandemic, mm-hmm. people got like even more into like oh, ghost really? detection stuff. That's Pandemic's weird. pissing off all the ghosts yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot um, more ghosts now. Everybody's dying. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, everybody in town. Yeah. Um, two ghosts in particular. I want to okay. talk about these two ghosts. So one of them is called, did we ever, I don't know, it seems like we talked about this one before. The, um, it is called, it's Japanese, called the Shirimi. Oh, is that the one that's in the bathroom? No. Oh, okay. There's no. that one too. Japanese <laughs> have some really weird They have ones. some crazy ghosts. This one's super short though. Okay. So the sh- Shirimi, Shirimi? Okay. Shirimi. Um, this one is a, uh, ghost that appeared to a guy back in like the I think it was like 1700s or something mm-hmm. with a Japanese uh, samurai. Anyways, as the story goes, a samurai warrior is walking around Kyoto late one night. And he's he's accosted by some naked pervert, seemingly a rapist. <laughs> of but course. he draws his sword and the perv bends over and wait for it. There's a huge eyeball in his butthole. What? Yeah. So ah. this is like a really well-known folk- folklore over in Japan. That there's this there's this ghost that'll appear and he has an eyeball in his butthole. <laughs> so oh my god! Doesn't do anything. Just uh, takes a look at you, harasses you, and then takes off. That's weird. Yeah. Here's another ghost. That's a new one for me. Yeah. This one's kind of maybe uh, I should get a, a costume for Halloween and be that guy. <laughs> I don't know. That one was pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one's even more appealing. Okay. This is the Hantu Tetek. Tetek. Hantu Tetek. Hantu Tetek. This is another Jap- uh, Japan, Japanese uh, ghost. ghost. So the Hantu ticket, whose name is most commonly translated as the breast ghost. Oh, yes. But we're pretty sure is just a dirty man's made up you know, <laughs> yeah. ghost. So anyways, as the story goes with this one, um, it actually came out of Malaysia. Okay. But this is like an old woman. She has huge breasts. Mm-hmm. And will basically come and smother, and basically, well, what happens <laughs> is they like the 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 large breasted ghost uh. will come up and what does it say right here? I don't know. It says ghost hunting down kids who stray too far, too late at night, oh. wrapping them up in her big boobs, and nobody will ever find them again. <laughs> so basically, it's a ghost that just stalks yeah. younger kids, and they're like, you better watch out. That ghost is going to come, swallows you up in her large breasts, and they're never found again. That's like a true booby trap. So it's more of a scare. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's probably where it came from. Maybe it was. But yeah, I was like, man, those two ghosts Uh, that I was, when I was reading this, I'm like, those have got to be brought up because I haven't heard of them. That's new ones. Both of those are new. So remember the one we talked about in the with, with the one that comes while you're on the pot or and you're in the bathroom. Yes, that and one I was think weird. that one was in that was article it? too. That so she weird. like, yeah, he's like a like you tap three. Times I think so. In the third stall, and there's like, yeah, <laughs> so it's weird. It'll pull you into the toilet. Is yes. what happens. That was a good one. Okay, I want to talk about crystal gazing. Yeah, this is great. Um, we all know what this is. Crystal gazing, you know, it's like where you're seeing visions through looking at a crystal, a crystal ball. We've seen this a million times, right? In the movies and, and stuff like that. So basically the act of gazing into a translucent or reflective surface is, it is it's called, you know, crystal gazing or scrying. I've never heard of that word, but it's scrying? called scrying. Yeah. Scrying is possible with many. What you doing? Scrying? <clears throat> yeah. Quit your scrying. <laughs> Man up. 
stop being a baby <laughs> yeah. and scrying. Scrying is possible with many different types of stones and surface types. Nostradamus used a big fancy obsidian mirror for his predictive fortune-telling work, which I had no idea. I didn't know he used a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> But he did. You're just like, I don't give a shit. Who cares? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So the cool thing is, is I found a beginner article on how to do this online. Oh, man. So I can there give are you some, guys, such good ones. <laughs> so I can give you guys a, a, some uh, tips. If you're yeah, looking it's coming to get up on Halloween. Scary. Why not start reading exactly. Crystal Ball? So if you're a beginner, start with clear stones like quartz or smoky quartz. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little more expensive. I'm, yeah. I mean, it just depends on how much money you got and <laughs> yeah. what I you're guess looking. Smoky quartz probably cheaper. <laughs> no, it's clear. A, a quartz crystal ball makes a great tool because it allows you to look deep into layers of natural inclusions. Oh, that's a thing that you got to do if you're crystal ball gazing. And then you can experiment with different stone spheres to find out what works best for you and your scry type or whatever. I don't know. So here's your basic steps. First things first. Clean and charge your crystal ball before beginning. <laughs> charge your crystal ball. I'll tell you. So you just you can't just go into it willy nilly. You got to clean it. You got to charge it. So this clears your sphere of pre existing visions and memories oh. that it picked up from people who've handled it before. Okay, it's like an itch a sketch. It's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to do leftover stuff like. Yeah. Wait, I see pizza. No, that was somebody <laughs> else's vision. You know, so you want to kill you. Wait, no, yeah, that's wrong. So, um, and you want to do the cleaning and the charging at least twenty four hours before your session. No. You got there's you a can't little just bit. Buy it. No, no, get it doesn't come pre charged. So you gotta you gotta do Son all this before. A... I know it's kind of a mess. Although it can be done anywhere, find a clear and positive, quiet space if possible. Okay, that's better. Cleanse the space with sage or incense. Before you start, incest, incense, <laughs> uh, form a protective grid of crystals around the room. Obviously, oh, yeah, 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 obviously, and send out the intention that you were only inviting positive energies to participate in your activity. <laughs> These are the first things you gotta do. Now, hold the ball in the center with both palms. Okay, this is an instructional for crystal ball gazing. Okay, this isn't for something else. Pause. As your okay, as your hand cradles. As your hand cradles a stone. If you are using a large sphere, you can place it on a stand or the table in front. Too heavy for you. Yeah, you, Back you, you got big balls. You got to make sure to put it on something <laughs> else. Making contact with the sphere allows you to connect with its energies. So it's still recommended that you place both hands. Touch it somehow. You got to touch it. You got to have touch. Put your hands on the ball. Put your hands on the ball. Um, breath or breathe. Breathe deeply in, in and out three times, and say the word "relax" to yourself. Relax. You got to do it three times, okay? <laughs> Continue breathing intentionally with your awareness on your breath and allow thoughts to subside into the background of your mind. Okay. Okay. Just whatever. We're getting close. Make and hold a gaze with your crystal ball. <laughs> hold the gaze. Keep the gaze for several minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is what we got to do. Allow visions and messages to enter your head. Do not force thoughts onto the ball. This is very <laughs> important. Rather, be the receiver. Don't push the thoughts out. Bring the Come thoughts on. from the ball. Show me the shower. You may see actual <laughs> shapes and forms within the quartz inclusions, or images may pop up in your mind. Some people hear or even read messages from the higher spirit. So. <laughs> Yeah, little text message. <laughs> yeah, just like in the movies where a text message bubble comes up. <laughs> this can be done for several minutes or even hours, depending on your mental state and expertise level. Once your scrying is complete, thank the higher energies for the wisdom and communication. Okay, and take three deep breaths and say the word "awake." 
and okay. to yourself on each exhale. Emerge from the trance. Allow a few minutes to realign your energies back to this reality with the quiet reflection of your experiences and holding your favorite grounding stones like Moki marbles in drinking water and drinking water. Okay. So that's a really good place to start if you're looking to do some scrying. Um, <laughs> anyways. Is it date night? Is it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, date night, you get tarot cards, you got scrying. Yeah. Maybe you do some conjuration. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Speaking of conjuration. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody wants to be the conjurer, right? That's the thing, yeah. Call upon some like Necromancer. and Yeah, it's cool yeah. stuff. So, or it also goes by evocation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Act of calling upon or summoning a spirit, demon, deity, or other supernatural agents in the Western mystery tradition. That, see, that scared When I was a little kid, this kind of that crap scared the balls off of me. It is. It's like, can I call upon like demons to come and take me? Please no. Comparable practices exist in many religions and magical traditions and may employ the use of mind-altering substances with and without uttered word formulas. Okay. Just take some mushroom <laughs> yeah. and make some spirits and yep. calm right She's now. some demons. So the word conjuration is Latin, meaning to swear together. We do this Shit. all the time. Shit, we do this all the time. <laughs> hey, you guys conjuring over there? Yeah, quit your conjuring. Kids these days yeah, conjuring you. out there on the street. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Stop your conjuring. Not in my neighborhood. I've been scrying. You two been conjuring. <laughs> um, can be interpreted in several ways, uh, several different ways. <laughs> kind of sound like As Matthew in, McConaughey for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but he did. Sound here. He better. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, as I- an invocation or evocation, the later. Ladder, the later, the later day saints, the latter in the sense of binding by a vow as an exorcism. Oh crap! And as an act of producing effects by magical means. Okay. Did you ever watch The Conjuring? No, I didn't either. And the thing is, I read about the. And I'm like, this isn't really a conjuring. Like they're not okay. calling upon these things, were they? I don't know. Like I what I understood it. is just a haunting is what that movie was. I don't know. I've never seen. Anyways, it. I just was like. Trying to figure out if it was truly a conjuring. I really don't get to them. watch a lot of horror movies. My wife yeah. absolutely despises them. And my wife in particular does not like these types. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the demons and mm-hmm. the calling upon spirits. For sure. Yeah. We just like scrying movies scrying. and stuff. Yeah. The scrying um, game. All, alternatively, the term <clears throat> conjuration may be used or referred to an act of illusionism. Yeah. Or... Ledger domain? Is that what it is? I don't know what that is. I don't either. As in the performance of magic tricks for entertainment. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. it can be used to, like, call spirits or trick people. Cameron the Conjurer. <laughs> right? Sounds so like, freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one who performs conjurations is called a conjurer or a conjurer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just with a different letter. The the <laughs> word as conjuration or conjurer. Conjurison? Was formerly used in Latin meaning conspiracy as that well. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, talking about conjuration okay. of ghosts or spirits of the dead for the purpose of divination or called necromancy. They're, they're called necromancy. Yeah. And that's usually what video game shows. They use the necromancer. necromancer. Yeah. When it is said that a person is calling upon or conjuring misfortune or disease, it is due to the ancient belief that personified diseases and misfortune as evil deities, spirits, demons. Basically, you're cursing somebody. Yeah. See, demon possession, okay? Yes. We'll talk about it. But here's an attempt 
uh, I read on Reddit. I wanted to see how many people have tried it and yeah. if there's anybody that succeeded in Conjuration. It'll so, be on Reddit if they have. Yeah. So this person says, yes, I sincerely tried all the evil stuff after giving up on getting any sign from good side, thinking much in the way you are now. I had heard so many stories from people I respected and how easy it was to attract demons that I thought it was worth a shot. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. Despite being fairly confident in it was nonsense, I spent a few months dabbling in the dark arts. LOL. I even spent one Halloween at the graveyard picnic making out with my girlfriend, conducting a seance <laughs> over candlelight. Needless to say, nothing arose other than some goosebumps and a virgin blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Although, um, he said he had also, uh, edit on a related note, I had an unbaptized pee friend. I don't know what that is. The hell's that? At the time, I was baptized. I was talking to him about how I spent my Halloween. I was driving, and he was a passenger in the seat. And I said, I lost my mind. And I said, Satan isn't real. Satan, if you exist, I invite you to possess me now and crash this car. What? Scared my friend half to death. Sure. We made it home safely. Wow. So, basically... I don't think conjuration can happen. No. This guy couldn't do it, and I can't find can. any stories that anybody <laughs> yeah. could do it. So, anyways, conjuring yeah. is a real tough art, and yeah. I don't think it happens very much. There's anymore. probably a book on it somewhere that you could grab, or like yeah. a YouTube video. But the hauntings, conjuring, like yeah. uh, demonology, like that all kind of goes hand in hand. It's sure. Like, are it you does. summoning these things? Ooh. Are you calling these things? Summoner, on? yes. Or you're basically like, uh, what's the. Uh, what are the, the gypsies, you know, mm, they're sure. summoning and they're yeah. casting curses and stuff. So yeah. anyway, it's a dark art. You don't want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, so there's there's conjuring where you're trying to bring him in. But if, what about possession? That's where you're true. like, That's freaky. oh, crap. You had no choice. It just happened. It just happens, right? So spirit possession. This is an unusual or altered state of consciousness. And associated behaviors purportedly cursed, caused by the control of a human body by spirits, ghosts, demons, or gods. Well, I wouldn't mind to be possessed by a god. Yeah. That'd be kind of You're cool. Hercules. Okay. I'm Thor, <laughs> son of a bee. So there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different cultures who believe in this, and, and there's some crazy, crazy things. So the Digo people of Kenya, I don't know if you've heard of them. No, I haven't. But they refer to the spirits that supposedly possess them as shayatani. Shatani. 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 These shatani, this is great, typically demand luxury items to make the patient well again. <laughs> okay? That sounds like American medicine. It sure does. Despite the fact that men sometimes accuse women of faking the possessions in order to get luxury items, attention, and sympathy, they do generally regard spirit possession as a genuine condition <laughs> and view victims of it as being ill Though through no fart fault fault of their Too own, farter. no fart of their own. Um, <laughs> however, men sometimes suspect women <laughs> of actively colluding with spirits in order to be possessed. That happens. Oh, you did it again, huh? <laughs> Coming home, I've been to work all day digging ditches in Kenya. Come home and I got to give you a gold chain to get this freaking demon out. I of my was living preaching room. at the church and farming, yeah. and here you yeah. are at home. Yeah. Playing with demons. I'm sick of that. <laughs> Let me guess. The demon was over today. Let me guess. I need to go get another diamond ring. Get this demon at you. Anyway, so that's a good one. In, in Uganda, a woman named Alice Auma was reportedly possessed by the spirit of a male Italian soldier named La Quena. Wow, that's weird. Sure is. She had ultimately led a failed insurrection against governmental forces. She got possessed, <laughs> she led an insurrection, and they sucked. It wasn't me, it was an Italian soldier. <laughs> I, I was freaking Laquana, huh? 
Is that gone? Yeah, she's Italian. Um, so according to the Indian medical literature and tantric Buddhist scriptures, most of the Caesars or those that threaten the lives of young children. Little Caesars. Yeah, appear in animal form. Cow, lion, fox, monkey, horse, dog, pig, cat, crow, pheasant, owl, and snake. However, apart from these nightmare shapes, it is believed the they in- they become they get possessed. sort of yeah. yeah. It is believed that the impersonation or incarnation of animals could, in some circumstances, also be highly beneficial. Oh yeah, um, Chi Chung Fu. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, this is really his name, or maybe Chai Chung Fu. I don't know. It's one of those Chi Chung Fu, <laughs> Kung Fu brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a Chinese gynecologist. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Come on over, Chi Chung Fu. Getting a stirrups, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's his. That's his ad. <laughs> he sounds like a uh, redneck. <laughs> redneck gynecologist from China. Um, but he's from the 13th century. He was writing a bunch of stuff, and he wrote that. In addition to five sorts of, I had all these problems, and then I saw Chi Chung Fu. Yeah, and I don't have any periods. Feel are... good now. In addition to five sorts of falling frenzy, classified according to their causative factors. There are also four types of other frenzies distinguished by the sounds and movements given off by the victim during his seizure. Cow, horse, pig, dog, frenzies. All of those kinds. <laughs> so Chai Chung Fu, he was into that too. But he, was a, he was a gynecologist. Weirdly enough. And then <laughs> That's weird. Um, the Tamil women in India are said to experience possession by the Pei spirits. P-E-Y-E. Pei. Um, according to tradition, these spirits overwhelmingly possess new brides are usually identified as the ghosts of young men who died while romantically or sexually frustrated, and they have to be ritually exercised. <laughs> Literally exercised. Yeah, yeah, ritually exercised. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of some possession that happens that's in That's an India. interesting one. Mm-hmm. Female so workers... frustrated. I'm going to possess this new bride. <laughs> Gotta do it. Um, female workers in Malaysian factories have allegedly become possessed by spirits and factory owners generally regard it as mass hysteria and an intrusion of irrational and archaic beliefs into modern settings. Anthropo- anthropologist Awag Ong noted that spirit possession beliefs in Malaysia were typically held by older married women, whereas the female factory workers typically are young and unmarried. She connects this as the rapid industrialization and modernization of Malaysia. Ong argued that the spirit possession is a traditional way of rebelling against authority without punishment and suggests that it is a means of... I'm possessed! <laughs> ...protesting Can't the, come into work. the untenable working conditions and sexual harassment that the women were compelled to endure. Mm-hmm. So they just get, like, the working conditions are so bad, they all just get possessed by spirits all the time. That's called PMS. Yeah. Rage. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyways, that's an interesting one. That is interesting. The Arapmen people of New Guinea, the New Guinea Highlands, practice a form of group possession known as... The rap man? Yeah. Spirit disco. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, men and women gather gather in church buildings, dancing in circles, and jumping up and down while women sing Christian songs. This is called pulling the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. We all pulling the Holy Spirit tonight. Getting it done. Like taffy. <laughs> pulling the Holy Spirit. It's like hot, pulling hot taffy. Um, <laughs> if successful, some dancers will get the spirit flailing wildly, no. cr- careening about on the dance floor. 
After an hour or more, these possessed will collapse, the singing will end, and the spirit disco will end with a prayer, and if there's time, a Bible reading and sermon. <laughs> if there's <laughs> if time. If there's time. Any time left? We've been dancing, pulling the spirit for a couple hours. Screw read some scriptures. I don't have time. Now we got the scryers coming in right after us. <laughs> Ain't got we no time. This facility. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the Catholics... Um, they they believe in this thing. It's a big deal, right? Um, the Catholic exorcists differentiate between ordinary satanic slash demonic activity and or influence Monday everyday temptations and extraordinary satan satanic demonic activity, which can take six different forms, ranging from complete control by Satan or demons to voluntary submission. Yeah, so there's a whole scale here. The first one is possession. And this is um, which Satan or demons take full possession of a person's body without their consent. And they, they didn't say, okay, come on in. I invite you. <clears throat> I invite you. You don't want to say that, by the way. Don't say it. You don't invite them. Don't invite them. Um, this possession usually comes as a result of a person's actions, um, actions that led to an increased susceptibility to Satan's influence. So just be careful. Then there's obsession, which includes sudden attacks of irrationality, obsessive thoughts, Usually culminating in suicidal ideation, um, which typically influence dreams. And then you got oppression, in which there's no loss of consciousness or involuntary action, such as in the biblical book of Job, in which Job was tormented by Satan through a series of misfortunes in business, material possessions, family, and health. Then there's external physical pain caused by Satan or demons, infestation, which affects houses, objects, things, or animals. And then there's subjugation, in which person voluntarily submits to Satan and or demons. <clears throat> that's that's the whole line. I mean, that's a lot. You got to check the box when you're doing your scary. your exorcism. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Check, check, check. Yeah. So that's that's a, uh, that's kind of how the 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 Catholics believe. And then the Muslims, um, they think that sleeping near a graveyard or a tomb is believed to enable contact with the ghosts of the dead, who visit the sleeper in dreams and provide hidden knowledge. Possession You're already right there. I know it's too risky. Possession by Afferet, a vengeful ghost, are said to grant the possessed some supernatural powers, but it drives them insane as well. Oh. So there's a give and take there, you know. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, you get some cool Which supernatural powers, but you're gonna go insane. <laughs> That's so, interesting. I found a couple of stories. Oh, good. On the internet, I like possession. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so this one. This this girl, she was telling me. Well, she wasn't telling me. She was telling a whole bunch of people on Reddit. <laughs> she did some personal yeah. interviews. I called up a few ladies. Uh, so she says, last night I was awake, just thinking to myself, and this man appeared in my room. This is not a good way to start a story because this is horrible. I never want a man to appear in my room. He was short, bald man. He kind of looked like Eminem. <laughs> But older. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Quite the description. I know. Um, so he just stood there, black t-shirt, black hoodie, pulled over, said, you want to get one shot? And he just starts rapping. And <laughs> My name is. <laughs> yeah, My exactly. name is. <laughs> ticket, ticket. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, so he just stood there with a black t-shirt, black hoodie, pulled over his head, dark jeans, some beat up sneakers. She said her jaw dropped open. And before he could, sh she could shout for him to leave. My jaw was stuck open. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't close my mouth. She said my whole body was paralyzed. I couldn't even begin to force myself to move. <laughs> oh, shit. What's Eminem going to do? <laughs> yeah. Brace your chin with your... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bold hands. Just like an earthquake. But she said she was shaking, almost like a seizure. She could feel herself cry, though. 
and she felt strong gusts of wind coming out of her mouth. <laughs> that feels awkward. Oh, wait. I'm just breathing. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, so she felt like the man was telepathically taking her soul from within her, oh, through her mouth. In their mouth. Yeah, that's what's happening. Oh, yeah, now I get it. Okay. So in her head, she kept telling herself, you are strong, you are powerful, no one can take this from you. Uh-huh. No one can take this from you. That's a mouth stuck open. I then had to download all Eminem's albums to my iTunes <laughs> before he would leave. LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Napster. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, she was paralyzed, slowly creating movement in her fingers, then her toes and her nose, and then on. <laughs> I, know, I love how she had toes and nose. <laughs> she had to rhyme it. Head shoulders. <laughs> I can feel my head, my to... knees, my toes, my shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my jaw was the last thing that I was able to get control of. I immediately ran to my brother in shock, heart beating fast, frazzled from this experience. Yeah. The night Eminem took my soul through my mouth. <laughs> and they're jamming out. Yeah. Got the same CD. Mom spaghetti, vomit, them. <laughs> She was freaked out. Anyways. Scary. Yeah. So there's another one. Um, she said, I had a good friend who told me a story of her younger sister being possessed. She said that her face would contort and her entire appearance would change and look more like a man. <laughs> okay. She would also speak in a weird language and threaten to kill everyone. Wow. Yeah. Her mom ended up putting a lock on the outside of her door and kept her locked up until the priest could come over and perform an exorcism. Apparently after that, she was fine. <laughs> No. That's the whole story. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And so crazy. going with that one, let's go into exorcisms. Yeah, I it's a this it's was a really good place. <laughs> no, we were talking about possessions. Okay, we haven't quite got to getting rid of the possessions yeah. yet. So that's what the exorcism is. It's the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons, jinns, or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that is believed to be possessed. Mm. Right? Um, I think you got to get Dr. Dre to get Eminem out. You got to bring him in. <laughs> so <laughs> probably. Rap off. No. Or whatever. <laughs> rap Come on, boys. We're having a rap off. <laughs> it's called a rap battle. That's what it is a battle. <laughs> I don't listen to rap, so I didn't know what it's called. <laughs> We're going to have a rap off. <laughs> rap off. <laughs> Christmas time. Okay, yeah. Um, so this exorcism is serious business. Um, the Vatican now has an official arm of the church dedicated to the fight against demonic spirits. As of July 1st, the Vatican's International Association of Exorcists has 250 priests across the globe committed to the art of vanquishing evil from humans. Nice. That's a lot of priests. It is. <laughs> you know? So the ritual of exorcising Ghost Day is part of the Tibetan tradition. Huh? I didn't know this. The Tibetan uh, religious ceremony gutter, or gutor, Literally, <clears throat> offering of the 29th is Gutor. held on the 29th of the 12th Tibetan month with its focus on driving out all negativity, including evil spirits and misfortunes of the past year and starting the new year in a peaceful and auspicious way. So they kind of do that. The temples and monasteries throughout Tibet hold grand religious dance ceremonies with the largest at the Potala Palace in Lhasa. Families clean their houses on this day. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's the only that's day they the clean it, day. but they do it on this day. Decorate the rooms and eat a special noodle that Just day. one noodle? noodle? No, a noodle soup. Sorry, I didn't finish that. Noodle soup called Guthuk. Mmm, sounds delicious. In the evening, the people carry torches, calling exactly. out the words of exorcism. 
Oh, I can't wait to eat Guthuk tonight and clean the house. <laughs> Steak and Guthuk. <laughs> mm. Meatballs and Guthuk for us. Bread and Guthuk. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Endless. Endless Guthuk <laughs> tonight at Denny's in Tibet. At Denny's in Tibet. <laughs> So, I found a couple of exorcism stories. Yeah. These are going to freak you the F out. So, if the lights are off, turn them on. <laughs> okay? If you're driving, just be aware that you're going to be freaked out. Yeah. First one. Turn the headlamp on. Seven, yes. <laughs> the, the makeup light. Leave it on for three days. Yeah. The battery will be dead. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> In 1778, English tailor George Lukens. I was uh, almost George Lucas, but it wasn't George Lukens. He was behaving oddly. Speaking in strange voices, making inhuman noises, <laughs> and singing hymns backwards. That right there would freak me <laughs> that out. That would freak F me F you. Out. You are not coming in my house if you're singing hymns backwards. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. In a uh, ceremony held in Bristol's Temple Church, seven priests commanded the demons who had apparently taken over Lucan's soul to leave once and for all. When the ceremony was over, Lucan's recited the Lord's Prayer and thanked the priests. This was one of the very few recorded exorcisms with a happy ending. Let me tell smooth. you, that was about the only one. Hard. That's the only one I could find. Like, start singing hymns backwards. The priests come in. It's all good. That doesn't usually happen, by the way. 1842. German villagers noticed strange goings on at the home of a 28 year old. Yes. Scary stuff. You're going to fall asleep over there? You sound like you're going to fall Man, asleep. I had a horrible night. <laughs> Ghosts and <laughs> yeah. poltergeists. Of a 28 year old woman named Gottlieben Dietz. Didis Didis claimed her house was haunted. That's word. Yeah, she had the shoe air. <laughs> claimed her house was haunted and soon began slipping in and out of what others described as a trance-like states. But it was only when a religious pastor commenced an exorcism that things went truly nuts. Didis became violent, requiring physical restraints for two torturous years, during which the pastor performed various exorcism rites. Didis vomited glass. Nails and blood. Ugh. Yeah. So you got to get a better diet for one thing. Stop <laughs> eating glass and nails. Finally, Didis informed everyone that demons were gone and stated that Jesus is a victor. After two years. Wow. Yeah. That's got to hurt coming up. <laughs> yeah. Right? Surprised. They didn't call on anybody to check that out. Yeah. Well, it's know. up. It's on the floor now. It's <laughs> probably fine. Probably good now. How about a 13-year-old boy named Roland? This one is kind of famous. Mm was mourning the loss of a beloved aunt when he began seeing and hearing strange things. As the possession worsened, Roland began demonstrating violent superhuman strength. His parents took him to St. Louis in 1949 for a weeks-long exorcism now known as the St. Louis Exorcism. This is the story in which the exorcist was based, which I didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Roland screamed, cursed, and attacked his exorcist until a miracle, according to the exorcist, finally led Roland out of his trance-like state. The boy simply stated, he's gone. So, in, the exorcist is a girl, right? I thought it was. Wasn't it uh, Olivia Rose or whatever? I don't was know. It? Like, I, can't remember. I haven't seen that in a thousand years. That movie scared the I don't crap like out that me. stuff. Mm. It scared me. I, I watched it at my grandpa's house when I was like 12, <laughs> um, of course. Um, and I had to walk home through the field that there's night. There's always a field. There's always a field. It's always night. And there's always a damn exorcist. And <laughs> I, it was horrible. I've uh, never ran that fast in my life. Yeah. I'm so lucky I didn't run directly into a fence. <laughs> I mean, it was just like blind fear moving my feet back to my home. <laughs> yeah. You feel like something's like chasing oh, you yeah. in your footsteps. Something was chasing you. me the entire time. I guarantee it. So I guarantee it. Too. Guarantee it. That's real. So uh the exorcism of <laughs> Annalise 
Michael by Felicitas D. Goodman relates a tragic story from Germany. This is also the basis of the 2005 horror film The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Now Emily Rose. That's what it's not Olivia Rose. Like Michael Taylor's exorcism, Annalise's story ended in murder. Only it was Annalise who was murdered. Why the demon? Boy, I'll tell you. The German woman's demonic possession was actually an undiagnosed brain disorder. Possibly epilepsy, schizophrenia, or both. But being a religious young woman, Annalise welcomed exorcism to help her to help cure her. After 67 attempts, each unsurprisingly unsuccessful, the 23-year-old succumbed to starvation. Two of her priests were convicted of homicide. Oh, wow. 67 attempts. Like at the after the 60th, I'd be like, all right, this ain't working. Yeah, well, we don't need seven more. They did. They're like, screw this. We can't get it out. Let's just kill her. <laughs> yeah. Just don't let her eat anything. She's a breathinarianism <laughs> or whatever, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I got one more. That's crazy. I know. That's nuts. So that was the second exor- exorcism movie. That was, was the exorcism that. of Emily Rose. Ah, yep. Emily Rose. That was Germany, huh? Yeah. Didn't know that. In 1990, Reverend. Wasn't in German. I doubt that I remember. <laughs> Reverend James Labar oversaw three exorcisms, all sanctioned by the Archbishop of New York. Eastbow. Ispo, uh, Cardinal John O'Connor, and John O'Connor, John Connor, John Jeez. Connor. Oh my gosh! And the Vatican. <laughs> One of them, the That's a good disguise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One of them, the exorcism of a Florida teenager named Gina, was televised <clears throat> by. That's the um, one you showed me. The ABC Network in 1991. We watched it. Yeah, you can find this one on YouTube, and it I is can't believe they did creepy. It on TV. Like, I cannot believe they showed this on TV. She's like dude. yelling at him and. Yeah. And they're like holding her down, all these old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> she was creepy, dude. She was creepy. Newsweek described the ceremony, which was accompanied by medieval-style music, as little more than the gratuitous torment of a deeply disturbed young girl. Strapped to a chair, she screamed and barked unintelligibly while she, while the reverend pressed a cross into her face and told her supposed demons that if they wanted pain, he'd give it to them. <laughs> I don't remember that. Meaning, of course, the helpless Gina. Ultimately, it was antipsychotic drugs that gave Gina relief. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, that's exorcism. I should practice that. You should. I already am. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just take it. You should do that. Someone comes in with the diabetes. The bottle should be shaped as a cross. Yeah. Come in with diabetes and you put a freaking You got diabetes. Head. <laughs> you want pain? You I'll want... give it to you. Talking to your pancreas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! Burn! Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. That stuff's freaky. It is super freaky. Um, So, let's talk about something not so freaky. Demonology. That's Demons aren't very pretty creepy. Pretty freaky, though, right? Yeah. Demonology is the non-scientific study of demons or beliefs. I wonder what the scientific study of demons is. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. <laughs> or beliefs about demons and their hierarchy of demons. It's okay. all demons, demons, demons. <laughs> it's a demons that got to be a demon. They may be non-human, separable souls, or discarnate spirits, mm. which have never inhabited a body. Poor souls. A sharp distinction is often drawn between the, these two classes, notably by the Melanesians. Yeah, who is that? Melanesians? I don't know. Isn't that on Age of Empires? Isn't that one <laughs> Probably, of the Probably, yeah. <laughs> Uh, several African groups and others. Okay. A number of authors throughout Christian history have written about demons for a variety of purposes. Theologians like Thomas Aquinas uh, wrote concerning the behaviors of which Christians should be aware, while witch hunters like 
Heinrich Kramer. Oh, he's a witch hunter? That's cool. Yeah. Wrote about how to find and what to do with people they believed were involved with these. Oh, gosh. I bet that was great. Yeah, I bet that's a good book. Some texts, such as The Lesser Key of Solomon. I'd read that. Or The Grimier of Pope Onarius. I'd read that, too. Yeah. Although these are the earliest manuscripts were from well after these individuals had died. Uh, so Solomon, you know, yeah. he'd been dead a long time. <laughs> For a while, yeah. They are written with instructions on how to summon demons in oh, the gosh. name of God and often were claimed to have been written by individuals re- respected within the church. Summon demons in the name of God? And they were within the church, yeah. <laughs> wow. Sounds kind of messed up. That's crazy. These later texts uh, were usually more detailed, giving names, ranks, and descriptions of demons individually <laughs> and categorically. <laughs> names and ranks of demons? Yeah. Whoa, and I didn't know it was that. Dungeons and Dragons came yeah, right after this. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Most Christians commonly reject these texts as either diabolical or fictitious. I'll read that as diabolical. Yeah. So, um, now that you know what demonism yeah. is, I want to talk to you about how to spot a demon. Oh, this is information I need. This is from Pastor Vlad online. Oh, Vlad? Vlad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like yeah. Vlad the Impaler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 14 signs demons are intruding. This is like a BuzzFeed article? Yeah. <laughs> this is this what it is feels important like. Because, this is clickbait. Yeah. This is important though for preppers okay. alike. Yeah. The enemy is after your peace. One what? of the ways he attacks Christians is through sleep. Oh, Sexual I thought you meant dreams, like my gun. Eating in the dream, yeah. seeing death, or having a dead relative visit. All of these are examples of demonic activity infiltrating your sleep. Oh my gosh. So anyways. I've had some of those. I know. Yep. You've got a demon. Hmm. Number two, mental oppression. You must understand that Satan intrudes the mind. The mind is the battlefield. The biggest challenge for Christians is understanding that those thoughts are not your own. I thought love was a battlefield. So any thought of unforgiveness, loneliness, self-destruction, or sense, Hmm. I cannot control it, are all clear indications you might have company. Okay. Yeah. So, watch out for that. Number three, controlling negative emotions, depression, anxiety, heaviness, rejection, resentment, unforgiveness, disappointment, loneliness, misery, depression. They are all potential signs of demonic activity and presence. Well, there's a lot of it going around. I know. So, it's not Mm. depression. It's not circumstantial. Mm. It's demons. That makes sense. So, apparently, the pandemic is just demons. Okay. And number four, an intense desire for defiled things. Demons (laughs) eat a defiled diet. It's natural for them to crave what is unholy and impure. If you struggle with things like weed, alcohol, drugs, strong, oh. lustful thoughts, it might be an indicator that something inside is causing you to crave. That's not you. Yeah. It's a demon. Well, that's good to know, at least. It's yeah. not me. Five, you can't tame your tongue. One of the signs you are filled <laughs> with the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. Ah. One of the ways you can't tell you're filled with demons and impure mouth. That's mm. weird. Sexual perversion, number six. Oh, here we any go. Any desire for illicit sex, masturbation, desire to commit adultery, or any form of sexual perversion can be an indicator, Indicator can be yeah. an indicator of demonic influence. Kay. Can be. Sometimes you're May not gross. be. Yeah. Your current involvement in the occult. Uh-oh. Any spirituality that is not rooted in the Holy Spirit is demonic. Any? Any. any. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Kay. Eight false religions. Okay. Good luck. Go on with that one. False religions. Well, there's like 2,000 religions in the world, ain't there? 3,000. Some false ones. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Chronicle sickness. The Bible shows us clear examples where sickness was a result of a demonic presence. So I have demons see me Uh, on a daily basis. On the daily. Number 10, compulsive behavior. When when you have constant and sudden urges of rage or hostility, this can be a sign of demons. Okay. 11, extreme 
restlessness in a spiritual environment many times. <laughs> okay, whoops. <laughs> yeah, many times people can spend hours at a time scrolling through Instagram or binge-watching Netflix, but when it comes to spiritual matters, things change. This is over, yeah. If you notice extreme tiredness when reading the Bible, praying, fasting, <laughs> or during worship, this could be an evidence of demons. I when a Christian it. gets strength, and demons get expelled, so the demons will do anything they can to prevent that. Yeah. So if you get bored with church, yeah. you start reading the Bible, fall asleep, You've got a demon. That's the demon. Number 12, a compulsive desire to hurt the body. It's pretty straightforward. Okay, yeah. 13, hearing voices, obviously. That happens to me sometimes. Yeah, well, you got a demon. Okay. 14, paranormal experiences. Oh, gosh, here yeah. we go. Lastly, any supernatural activity like disappearance of objects, strange things moving in your home, or other strange manifestations can be clear evidence that demons are influencing your surroundings. Great. Those are the 14 easiest ways... <laughs> To recognize yeah. a demon. I wonder if you get that like on a card laminate, put in your wallet or something, you just in case. You probably should. You know. Um, here's a few like demons in real world. Okay? okay, cool. In Brazil, a tall, skinny woman with long yellow fingernails and red eyes creeps along the rooftops and watches oh families inside their homes. Someone needs to stop her. I know. That's gross. She watches them as they sit at the table for dinner and she watches them while they eat. Oh my gosh. La piece of data. La pizzeria. Yeah. Okay. After the meal, when someone goes to sleep on a full stomach, La Pizzeria sneaks into their bedroom and then sits on their chest so they cannot move. What the? Yeah. The piece of, the piece of data that has attacked them watches them as they begin to panic. And of the victim's course. eyes partly open, but they're neither fully asleep or awake, helpless and trapped in their body. They won't move. Sleep paralysis is a well-studied disorder. Yeah. And it's caused by this demon. Um, the worst PCA, thing is yeah. when you try to fight and call for help, your voice doesn't work and your body will not respond. You just feel helpless. Yeah. Says that somebody's been attacked. Uh -huh. um, among those who suffered across many cultures, there is one unsettling common experience. A sense of uh, malevolent force is hovering over them in their immobile state. The earliest one I can remember is my mother in the room and she's sitting on my bed. Her face morphs into a demon-like thing. Holy a Redditor shared. A large dark figure kind of human silhouette emerging from the foot of my bed and staring down at me. Good Lord. Could her mom or the silhouette have been a a pizza data? data? Maybe. Pizzeria. Pizzeria. <laughs> they went on, ugh, I need to stop trying to remember these things. I'm getting chills, <laughs> says the Redditor. Wow, that's a crazy yeah. one. And then the night demon, an evil creature <sighs> stalks the Tanzanian island of Pemba in the Indian Ocean, and it can change shape, sometimes a bat. It's like basically a skinwalker of but Tanzania. Tanzania. Oh, my gosh. It prefers to come out at night, yeah. but some say they have seen it during the day. Oh. The Popobawa. Yeah. That wing in Swahili, Swahili is indiscriminate in its targets, but in a common retailing, the spirit sexually assaults men. For real? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Popo Bala story is rather new, only dating back a few decades from uh, a time of civil unrest following the assassination of the country's president. Okay. The popular thinking goes that after the Popo Bala attacks, victims must spread the word to others on Pim Pimba. Otherwise, they will continue to be visited by the Popo Bala. Yeah, if they're getting sexually assaulted, some of those guys might be just like, yeah. oh, no. I got sexually Bawa. assaulted last night, boys. <clears throat> just protecting you. It was a Popo Bala. Repeat uh, reports of attacks. <laughs> repeat reports. Repeat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> reports of attacks send some locals into panic. For they're sure. Like, oh, I'm going to get sexually assaulted tonight. Um, and it's the Popo Bala. Popo Bala on the loose. Uh, one man said, some men are staying awake or sleeping in groups outside their homes. <laughs> Others are smearing themselves with pig's oil, believing this repels attacks. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. P 
pig's oil is gross. We got to go camping. Eat some pork rinds. Pork rinds. <laughs> and smother yourself yeah. in pig's oil. A peasant farmer named Mijaka Hamad claims he was attacked by the Popobal in 97. I couldn't see it. I could only feel it. But some people in my house could see it. Those who've got the spirits in their heads could see it. Sure. Everybody was terrified. They were outside screaming, Huyoy. It means Popobal is there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had this bad pain in my ribs where it crushed me. Oh. I don't believe in spirits, so maybe that's why it attacked me. Maybe it will attack anybody who doesn't believe in I believe Popobal. That's all he said. I believe. So, anyways, wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so that's that's insane. They got to make a movie now. They do the pulp the pulp raping boys. Yeah, raping That'd be pretty messed okay, up. Okay, wait, <laughs> maybe we should rape men, not boys. <laughs> um, speaking of really crappy things, yeah, speaking COVID nineteen pandemic has brought many challenges to all of us. Yeah, it there's sucks. been more paranormal activity, mm-hmm. and there's been cyber crimes. Yeah, your stuff can get stolen. Because you're online all the time. Maybe you're working from home. Mm. There's an easy way to protect yourself. How? From demons and everything else, too. Yeah. Is to get Surfshark VPN. That's a great way. It's a virtual private network. Mm-hmm. You can go Gray Man online. You can shield all your information. Go to whatever website you want. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You also can get emailed if your email password is stolen or leaked. That's right. Which is really cool. Yeah. It's seriously the most inexpensive way to protect yourself online. Yeah. It's... Roughly $2.21 a month. Wow. 60, less than 60 bucks for 27 months. Hmm. Go try and find better. Good luck. And the thing I like about it is if you don't even know what a VPN is, but you want to be protected and you want to try it out, you can do it for 30 days for free Mm -hmm. and get your money back. For sure. The other thing that's also amazing about Surfshark is it isn't limited to like three devices Mm -hmm. or five devices. Mm -hmm. Anything that goes on the internets to look up ghost stories and creepy stuff. Yeah. It'll protect you. It's beautiful. So you just go to surfshark.deals slash casual preppers. Try it for 30 days for free. Mm. Telling you, it's the best around. I agree. Get Good it. Good job. Have you ever heard of ectoplasm? Ah, uh, yeah. If you've seen Ghostbusters. Isn't it after birth? Like <laughs> yeah, you exactly. You're supposed to eat the ectoplasm or something. <laughs> um, it's a ghost after birth. Yeah, it's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> after something. Um, so ectoplasm, th- this was kind of new to me. I'd heard the word ectoplasm. O- obviously, in Ghostbusters, they talked about it. What? Ectoplasm? No, 1250. I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a term used in spiritualism to denote a substance or spiritual energy exteriorized by physical mediums. It was coined in 1894 by psych- psychical researcher Charles Rickett. Um, Charles Rickett, <laughs> Chucky Riggy. Um, although the term is widespread in popular culture, the physical existence of ectoplasm is not accepted by science, and many re- purported examples were exposed as hoaxes fashioned from cheesecloth, gauze, or other natural substances. So this is really weird stuff. I'd never heard about this. I hadn't heard of ectoplasm. So some accounts claim that ectoplasm that. Be- be- begins clear and almost invisible, but darkens and becomes visible as the psychic energy becomes stronger. Still, other accounts state that in extreme cases, ectoplasm will develop a strong odor. According to some mediums, the ectoplasm cannot occur in light conditions as the ectoplasmic substance would disintegrate. So what what would happen? This is like back when photography first started. There were these mediums, these people that were like... I was going to say mediums used it a Yeah, lot. so they were trying to summon spirits or demons, and they would take these photos with this weird crap. Yeah. They're the creepiest photos They ever. are. 
and they called it ectoplasm. They said that was because that's like the physical man- manifestation of the spirits coming in, and it was disgusting. Yeah. And so they did a lot of different. I'll talk about some of this, but ectoplasm on many occasions has been proven to be fraudulent. Many mediums had used methods of swallowing and regurgitating cheesecloth, textile products smoothed with potato starch. In other cases, the ectoplasm it was made from good. paper, cloth, and egg white and butter muslin. So they would swallow it they would go into these seances with these and they would just puke it up and pull it out yeah um yeah there's quite a few pictures if you mm, go online to see it there's a ton of like old-fashioned yep gross (laughs) in the early 20th century the physical is that cheese psychical researcher albert von schreckenneutzing von schrecken von schreckenneutzing um investigated the medium eva carreri and claimed her ectoplasm materializations were not from spirits, but the result of ideoplasty, in which the medium could form images into ectoplasm from her mind. Schreck and Neutzen published the book <laughs> Phenomena of Materialization in 1923, which included photographs of the ectoplasm. Critics pointed out the photographs of the ectoplasm revealed marks of magazine cutouts, pins, and a piece of string. <laughs> so yeah, obviously that wasn't great. Here's a great one, though. The Danish medium... Einer Nelson was investigated by a committee from the Christiana University of Norway in 1922. It was discovered in a seance that his ectoplasm was fake. Nilsson was also caught hiding his ectoplasm in his rectum. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he got it into the seance room without anybody noticing. (laughs) So, ectoplasm smells like shit. (laughs) What is it? Tastes a little. A little weird. <laughs> this ectoplasm is uh, gross, man. I don't taste like cheese, but this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this. It smells a little funky. Anyways, so that's ectoplasm. I'm going to start calling stuff as ectoplasm. Yeah. Hey, what's that, ectoplasm? <laughs> Ex- <laughs> Ew. Ew. Ectoplasm. That smells pretty much like ectoplasm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's gross. Sure is. Um. ESP. Okay. So we've talked about that. That's your extrasensory perception. Yeah. That's your sixth sense. Mm-hmm. The thing that picks up all kinds of weird stuff. There's a lot that goes into the extrasensory perception, you know, that can be mind reading. Yeah. It can be like sensing different things. You can be the only one seeing with your sixth sense. <laughs> of spirit. course. Yeah. That one happens a lot. That one happens a lot. Yeah. So, um, and we've talked about this with like, People that, you know, study, see UFOs, you know, mm-hmm. they've got that extrasensory perception. Yeah. A lot of times, the ones that see the UFOs mm-hmm. are, they're ESP dialed in. They're the special ones. They are the special ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just real quick, I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to go over some stories about okay, great. people that, that felt like they had ESP. First one, in seventh grade during class at school, I could hear my mom having an argument at her work seven miles away, but only... Her voice. Wow. I asked her about this later that day, even telling her some of what I heard. And she said that had happened to her and she never mentioned it again. What? I've never had another episode like this and wondered about the randomness of the occurrence as much as anything else. Wow. So he had ESP that day yeah. and listened to an argument. That's Pointless crazy. ESP. Yeah. Um, another person said, sometimes I called my mom in my mind and she would come. <laughs> That's an awesome one, That's man. That's an ESP. It's just like your mom comes all Moms, the time. Moms, sometimes, I feel I know. like they have ESP. They have a little they bit like of can, something. They got a little ESP. It's like, ooh. Something's I going know. on. He's doing something wrong. Oh, that little prick. <laughs> going down. I have a feeling he's not at school. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, here's another story. I woke up in the middle of the night and sleepily went to open the basement door without knowing why. Why would the you do that? The silent cat walked out. <laughs> he had beamed me the info that he needed to get out while I was sleeping. <laughs> ESP with a cat. ESP connection oh, to the cat. That's awesome. Okay. Here's yeah. another ESP. This <laughs> happens several times a week. I'll, I'll be going about my day driving around, sitting in class, mm. just doing whatever, and I'll think of an event in an episode of a TV show or movie. Sure. I'll go home later that night, and sure enough, it'll be that episode or movie on TV. That's, I've actually had that happen to me before, I guess, yeah. Here's twin telepathy. Okay. So twins, we all know, are weird and are connected. We in ought some to kill them way. all. They're just too <laughs> freaky. <laughs> natural cloning. You having twins? You got to go move to Australia or something. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Hmm. It made The Shining oh. twice as creepy. Come and play with us, then. <laughs> Red rum. Yeah. Um, my twin and I used to feel each other's pain. Once I'll as a pain. toddler, I had a fever but showed no symptoms and was running around playing. My twin, however, had symptoms but no fever. <laughs> And was lethargic and crying. Oh my God. I love this this doctor. When my mom called the doctor to ask his opinion, he said, I don't know. Give he said, I don't know who to give the medicine to, so just give it to both of them. <laughs> that's awesome. Those are all ESP. Yeah. Instances. So, anyways, that's that, ESP. That's awesome. I like that. So um I also want to talk real quick about indigo children. Oh yeah. This so, is weird. Yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> this is a hippie name. Yeah. Indigo children, according to the pseudoscientific New Age concept, are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, or sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. Okay. You know, like Eleven. Yes. On uh, Stranger Stranger Things, things. if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. The idea is based on the concept developed in the 70s by Nancy Ann Tapp Mm. and further developed by Lee Carroll and Jan Tober. Okay. The concept of indigo children gained popular interest in the publication of the series of books in the late 90s and the release of several films in the following decade. I wonder what the films I are. Know, I know, I was wondering. A variety of books, conferences, and related materials have been created surrounding belief in the idea of indigo children and their natural abilities. So, basically, these are special children that have, like, ESP or whatever. Sure. Special senses or special... Special. Special. They have special abilities. Um, these are the characteristics of an indigo child, as stated in the care... And feeding of your indigo child. <laughs> okay. So, like, do you know when you have an indigo child? Well, based on these steps, or based on these okay. descriptive features, you might. You okay, might. I might. Strong-willed, okay. born in 78 or later, <laughs> headstrong, okay. creative, and artistic flair of music, jewelry, pottery, or etc. Um, prone to addictions. Okay. An old soul as if they're 13 going on 43. That's very specific. Intuitive or psychic, possibly with a history of seeing angels or deceased people. That creeps me out. Yep. An isolationist, either through aggressive acting out or through fragile introversion. Mm. Independent and proud, possess a deep desire to help the world in a big way. Cool. Wavers between low self-esteem and grandiosity. All right. Bores easily. Yeah, I got those. Has probably been diagnosed or having as having ADD or ADHD. Okay. Prone to insomnia, restless sleep, nightmares or difficulty, fear or falling asleep. Okay. Has a history of depression, even suicidal thoughts or attempts. Looks for real deep and lasting friendships, easily bonds with plants or animals. Plants? <laughs> who the hell bonds with plants? Yeah. Indigo children who take Ritalin or other psychotropic drugs soon lose touch with their intuition, psychic abilities, and Uh, warrior personality. Yeah. These children were sent to Earth with these three spiritual gifts for for the express purpose 
of cleaning up our planet environmentally and socially. Care and feeding of your indigo child. So that's interesting. Wouldn't what would an ideal indigo child's world look like? Okay, free from harsh chemicals. That's bad. Food would be organically grown. Education would be for all children so and would have like, much greater say in their educational future or curriculum. Just hippies then? Yes. We're saying? Families would mean um, whom you are with at the time. Doesn't matter. Okay. Our political system would be truly greater, good for all, democratic or even socialist. Of course. All countries and all people would work together to be better, for the better lives on the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Natural. Or nature and her needs would come first, including clean air and soil. Okay. Children would be treated with respect. Um, all people uh, would be equal no matter the race, color, sex, and creed. Sounds great. So this is indigo children. Okay. So what does Reddit say about indigo children? If by are they real, because somebody asked, are yeah. indigo children real? Do hippie, liberal, white women with healing crystals have poorly disciplined children they make excuses for? <laughs> because if that's what you mean, then yes, they're That's real. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Another one, um, for the, another one said, 47, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a child. You know how my mom fixed that? By not letting me do what I wanted and disciplining me, spanking me and grounding me when I acted like a little dickhole. Indigo child, my ass. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a little bit of a, it's not really paranormal, but it's just weird. Yeah. Right? It's like, basically, um, I'd read too, it's like these kids have special needs yeah. or autism or something, mm-hmm. and they gave them this like glorified name of okay. indigo children. Because unfortunately, there's like kind of a bad yeah. name that goes along with autism. Sure, everything. yeah. So it's like, We're gonna if they're autistic, indigo the indigo is the positive side of it, okay. which sucks. It's just sure. how it is, though. But, Weird. Okay. But it, I, I read that website, and I was like, wow, that's over the top. Yeah. Over the top hippie. Yeah. Have you ever heard of 14 phenomena? No. Okay. I want to tell you about it. Like when you turn 14? Yeah. It's, it's a lot weird. like you turn all yeah, weird. Your body's all weird. Stinking. You get hair in weird places. <laughs> it's a 14 phenomena. <laughs> paranormal. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Dad, is this paranormal? <laughs> I think I got a little bit of 14 phenomena, Dad. Sorry about that. Don't pick up that sock. <laughs> I woke up with paranormal going on in my pants. <laughs> Help me, help me, help me. Um, need an exorcism. Um, Charles Hoy <laughs> Fort, all right, born August 6, 1874, uh, was an American writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena. The terms 14 and 14 are sometimes used to characterize, characterize various such phenomena. Examples of the odd phenomena in Fort's books include many occurrences of the sort variously referred to as occult, supernatural, and paranormal. Reported events include teleportation. He was the, the guy who credited, who was credited with actually coming up with the word teleportation, which is kind of cool. Falls of frogs, fishes, and inorganic materials. I'm going to talk about that in a second because that was That's what? Super, what? Yeah, spontaneous human combustion. Ball lightning. We talked about ball lightning. He came up with that. Yeah, which that's is crazy. Weird. Poltergeist events, unaccountable noises and explosions, levitation, unidentified flying objects, unexplained disappearances, giant wheels of light in the oceans, and animals found outside of their normal ranges. Isn't this Kinwalker Ranch? Kind of. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about falls of frogs, fishes, or inorganic materials because that I was like, what the heck? Yeah, what so, is that? A rain of animals is a rare meteorological phenomena in which flightless the animals rain, cats and dogs. Yeah. It's kind of like that. In which flightless animals fall from the sky. What? Such occurrences have been reported in many countries throughout history. 
One hypothesis is that tornadic water spouts sometimes pick up creatures such as fish or frogs and carry them for up to several kilometers. However, this aspect of the phenomena has never been witnessed by scientists. So, rain of flightless Nobody animals... Nobody smart has seen this. <laughs> yeah. Rain of flightless animals and things have been reported throughout history. The first... Uh, in the first century A.D., Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder... Pliny the Elder! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like on uh, Skyrim or something. Yeah, it does. Documented. You need to go visit with Plenty the Elder. <laughs> yeah, you must find Plenty the Elder and get his Side secret mission, potion. Son of a. <laughs> yeah. Um, he documented storms of frogs and fish. That'd be weird. Um, in, in 1794, French soldiers saw toads fall from the sky during heavy rain at Leyland, near the French city of Lille. Rural inhabitants of Yoro, Honduras, claim fish rain happens there every summer, a phenomenon they call lu- Luvia de Peces. <laughs> that happens every summer. Fish start falling from the sky. Anyway, that's really weird. <laughs> that is I never heard much I about that. I have ever heard that. <laughs> he offered many reports of out-of-place artifacts, strange items found in unlikely locations. He was also perhaps the first person, bless you, to explain strange human appearances and disappearances by the hypothesis of alien abduction. He was the guy that came Jeez. up with it. I know this. I've never heard of this dude. And was an early proponent of the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Yeah, how have we got this far? I don't know. (laughs) Specifically suggesting that strange lights or objects sighted in the skies might be alien spacecraft. So this dude, Charles Oy Fort, was the guy, man. He kind of started this whole spiel. So, cool dude. I feel bad. We haven't mentioned I'm going to have to get one of his books. Yeah. Before we go, though, on, before we go on, today's (laughs) podcast is brought to you by TACPAC, the only monthly tactical subscription box with stuff in it, that can keep you alive in uh, frog rain, probably. <laughs> right? I agree. Useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use code CASUALPREPPERS. Get a free separate bag of EDC gear along with your first month's tack pack. Head to tackpack.com. That's insane. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. A separate bag. Yeah, you get a whole separate of bag. stuff. Like, it's not like you can get, like, no. a letter opener. It's a bag. Yeah. Of it's stuff. A bag. It's a bag. It's a bag. Yeah. Yep. Um, we... I'll just briefly mediumship. Yeah. We talked you know, about. We got to talk bit. about mediumship because it's the practice of purportedly meditating. Uh, oh no, sorry, mediating communication <laughs> between spirits of the dead and the living human beings. Yeah, practitioners are known as mediums or spirit mediums. Mm-hmm. There are different types of mediumship or spirit channeling, including seance tables, trance, and Ouija. Hello, talk with the dead or spirits. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of fraud with this. There's a lot. So, like, it's an easy thing for, like, the mind can do certain things with, uh. like, different sounds. And you can interpret it if you feel like try hard enough. <laughs> like, you can guide somebody into just, like. It's like a lot of that with the ghost hunting is the same thing with is. that weird, the things they hear. Because it's like, did you hear it? You didn't hear it? Let me turn Let it me up. put the words on the screen. Now you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, and you do. And you do. You do. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it did say uh-huh. I like hot dogs in the yeah. dark. Me too, mister. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, mediumship, yeah. obviously a huge paranormal yeah. thing because they communicate with the dead, tell people, you know, I'm your grandpa and I'll miss you. Mm. I remember that mole on your back. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm really your grandpa. So, but See? yeah, anyways, it's just a, uh, a, a different skill, but yeah. maybe by an indigo child. Probably. They can connect with spirits. Yeah. So he talked about Ouija. And so I want to talk about Ouija. Okay, we're going to talk did. about that real I quick. Did. The Ouija, also known as a spirit board or talking board, is a flat board marked with the letters of the alphabet. 
the numbers 0 through 9, and the words yes and no occasionally, uh, hello and goodbye, along with various symbols and graphics. You guys know what a freaking Ouija board is. If you yeah. don't, get a life. The board with the Moji icons on them. Yeah, that. Um, it's, it, has Smiley mo- face. it has that movable indicator to call it the planchet, and, and it goes out and spells out messages during a seance. Yeah. Who you, hasn't always, who hasn't heard of one of those yes. and been like, I ain't doing that. I've never actually used one. <laughs> me either. Because um, I think my mom probably would have killed me if I did. Same. But I, I, your mom would kill me. Your, my mom would definitely kill you. Participants place their fingers on the planchet and has moved around the board, spells words, freaks people out. Yeah. Good time on the weekend. Get out. <laughs> yeah, get out. Spiritualists in the United States believe that the dead were able to con- contact the living and reportedly use the talking board very similar to a modern Ouija board at their camps in the U.S. state of Ohio in 1886 to ostensibly enable faster communication with spirits. So it was that was kind of where it was like born. Like at a table? Yeah. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Following its commercial introduction by businessman Elijah Bond in... Milton Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's owned by Hasbro now. Is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, in July 1st, 1890, the Ouija board was regarded as an innocent parlor game unrelated to the occult until American spiritualist Pearl Curran popularized its Pearl, use... Pearl, you ruined it. Yeah, as, uh, as a divining tool during World War One. Mainstream Christian denominations, including Catholicism, have warned against using Ouija boards, holding that they can lead to demonic possession, which obviously is undesirable. Um, Various studies have been conducted recreating the effects of the Ouija board in the lab and showing that under laboratory conditions, the subjects were moving the planchet involuntarily. So there actually has been some scientific stuff. It is. A 2012 study found that when answering yes or no questions, Ouija use was significantly more accurate than guesswork, suggesting that it might draw on the unconscious mind. That is freaky. Hello. Real freaky. Ouija existed in the periphery of American culture, perennially popular, mysterious, interesting, and usually barring a few cases of the supposed Ouija-inspired murders, non-threatening. That is until 1973. So this is where it got weird. In that, in that year, the exorcist scarred, scared, scarred, scared the scarred pants off me. people in theaters with all that pea soup and head spinning and supposedly based on true story business and the implication that 12-year-old Regan was possessed by a demon after, after playing yeah. with the Ouija board. That's what I always thought. Dude. Yeah. So that's kind of where it got like, like the oh, bad name. that's bad. Yeah. Before that, it was almost just like kind of fun. It's like shoots and ladders. Exactly. <laughs> but the devil... <laughs> Plays it. <laughs> that ladder goes straight to hell. That's crazy. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. So here's some real stories about Ouija board use. Want to hear a couple? Yeah. Okay. When I was about 16, I found an old school Ouija board at a thrift store. That's even worse. You yeah. want to buy like the Jumanji. new one. <laughs> <laughs> <Jumanji>. <laughs> exactly. What is that? It was made of real wood, not paper like they are now. It was thin, but still wood like balsa. That's crazy. I was intrigued with this, so I took it home. Bye. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Spelling it Purchase out. Purchase me. Um, me and a gal pal were D- playing with it. I. <laughs> the D-I. Yeah. Me and the gal pal were playing it. But nothing was happening, so we just gave up, left it on the bed, and went out for snacks. There was no window open, no random draft, no AC on at the time, no fan, nothing that could have caused it. But when we came back to sn- with snacks and pop, that board was working on its own. 
<laughs> Planchet was traveling all over the board, and the word it was spelling was foul. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Give me a drink. Like bird? For like a foul. <laughs> F-O-U-L. <laughs> uh, for a minute, we just... It wants birds. <laughs> Go grab it. <laughs> Go grab a chicken. It wants uh, chicken. For a minute, we just stood there and watched it spelling out that word several times. Then my friend scooped it up and broke it. <laughs> we then covered it with salt and got rid of it in a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this helps. It's a whole thing of Nothing salt. Nothing like salt. <laughs> Pouring salt into a hole. My parents would be so pissed. <laughs> Where the hell's the salt? <laughs> Gosh damn it, my soup is not very tasty. Where's the salt? Where'd Where all the, the salt everywhere? Where'd the chicken go? Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one, huh? That is weird. Abby was in her room one night after playing with the Ouija board earlier that day. As she was getting ready for bed, her computer screen changed from blue from black to blue. Blue screen death. Yeah. It turned <laughs> it turned on by itself. She turned the computer off. Again, the computer clicked itself back to life. Anxious, Abby unplugged the computer completely and then unpowered the computer. And then the unpowered computer started back up again. Ooh. She buried the Ouija board in her Kinda backyard. Do that. <laughs> I think it's off and there's fire. <laughs> I know. So anyways, it gets in your computer sometimes. It's creepy. When Vince, now 30, was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with the Ouija board in his basement. You just don't want to give in to friends like that. Young Vince didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker. The air around them grew cold. Yeah, And see? a spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. We took a break to make some pizza rolls, Vince <laughs> said, but we forgot. What to- is that saying? I'm hungry. <laughs> Shit, I need some pepperoni. Um, this is getting good. <laughs> this is getting good. I want snacks. <laughs> we took a break. Mom, make us some pizza rolls. You killed somebody? Hey, let's go get some pizza rolls. <laughs> Before we hear the rest of the story. Uh, but we forgot to close the, the circle. like something. <laughs> Every Stupid damn kids. time. Kids, I try to get into the. I don't know what an opener would be. Yeah. Maybe keep them. How do I keep them hooked? I don't know. Uh, I thought murder would keep them here. I don't know. <laughs> don't eat pizza rolls. <laughs> but we forgot to close the circle when we were gone. Oh. So if you're new to Ouija board stories, that's a giant no. You got to close a the circle. I don't. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't read everything. <laughs> After returning to the basement. The energy was much heavier, and books and things were sprawled out on the floor, and yet the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they had left. He was pissed because he didn't want to solve the murder. (laughs) Upon looking at the mirror that we had nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically in its reflection. Oh, hell. A refraction. A refraction. (laughs) A refraction. Holy cow, refraction. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Oh, where'd that pizza roll? Roll. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, that's the Ouija board. That's a creepy one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they interrupted it. <laughs> With pizza rolls. I'll tell you who killed Jeff K. Let's go get some pop. <laughs> Hold on. I'm I don't want any of this. Um, then last but not least, mm. psychokinesis. Hello. So, um, Psychokinesis or telekinesis is an alleged psychic ability allowing a person to influence a physical system without physical interaction, like moving furniture. (laughs) It's been too long. Ain't moving furniture. (laughs) Look at that, son. Ain't moving furniture. Or using the force, you know, Jedi force. We know we've seen this. 
in popular culture, psychokinesis and telekinesis have commonly been used as superpowers, you know, like in Stephen King's novel of Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Jedi, Sith. They both use telekinesis. Yeah. Um, You've got Matilda. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Full show. Yeah. Silver the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog. They they have telekinesis? I guess so. And then Shin, Seokohoin, or whatever, psychokinesis. Anyways. Okay. So, long story short, uh, all the really specifics behind it's basically like bending things with your mind like the spoons and stuff moving furniture (laughs) furniture moving (laughs) there have been claimants of psychokinetic ability throughout history and angelic it's angelique okay (laughs) angelique oxycontin (laughs) known as the electric girl of france was an alleged generator of psycho kinetic activity cool her family claimed that she produced electrical em- emanations mm-hmm. uh, that allowed her to move pieces of furniture Phone-a-jow. and scissors across the room <laughs> <laughs> furniture and scissors yeah that is the limit can to only move can... those two <laughs> chairs and scissors by the way we're starting a new business furniture scissor moving company yep. <laughs> <laughs> a movement in the direction of the object thrown and afterwards away from it but the movements were so rapid they were not usually detected so it's like Oh, yeah. Spiritualist mediums have also claimed psychokinetic abilities. And this is always showing you know, they can like levitate a table and they're like, sure. spirits are talking to us. The scissors are spinning around. Look at the phone, Joe. Yeah. Look at the phone, it's <laughs> spinning. <laughs> um, men, many of India's godmen have claimed macro PK abilities and demonstrated apparently miraculous phenomena in public. Although, as more controls are put in place to prevent trickery, Fewer phenomena are produced. That makes sense. Yep. So, um, metal bending, spoon bending. Yuri, Yuri Geller, right? Yeah. Was famous for his spoon bending demonstrations. Psychics have also claimed the psychokinetic ability to bend metal. Um, Yuri Geller was famous for spoon bending demonstrations alleged by PK. Geller has been caught many times using sleight of hand. And according to science writer Terrence Hines, all of his effects have been recreated using conjuring tricks. Conjurer. Yeah, so um, there's uh, some actual stories Oh, online. I looked at Reddit, and this kid said, Hello, I'm just now beginning <laughs> telekinesis, and if anyone could comment, it would be helpful. So in I'm 13, but I was sleeping, and something in my head came up when I was nine. Wait, what? <laughs> so in 13, I don't know what that is. I woke up at like 1 a.m., and I... <laughs> When I was 13, I was thinking I was nine. (laughs) I woke up at like 1 a.m. and I had read a little bit about telekinesis and I saw bluish water ball in my hands. And I immediately freaked out and it disappeared. Any help. And um, that's the only one I could find. No one else could (laughs) explain their own personal experiences with psychokinesis. Dang. That would be a cool one. I mean, that's literally like the force. Every boy's dream of like... Mm. You know, lifting an X-wing for sure. That's psychokinesis. Yeah, wow. Furniture, scissors, scissors. Practice on scissors. Phone There's a couple of them that are pretty funny. They talked about like um, the one story on Reddit. Uh, this kid had said he's like, you know, let me pull it up here. He said, uh, oh, "Get out of here, man!" Reddit has got ads. the weirdest stuff, dude. Continue. Return. 
Cancel. Telekinesis. Anyways, he was like, I, I haven't been able to move large objects. Um, I've only been able to move like paper clips and small paper. And somebody's comment was like, hell, you can move paper? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's more than anybody else. <laughs> anyways, yeah, Reddit good. has such oh weird my gosh, stuff. Man. But anyways, that is that's paranormal. paranormal. That's a lot of weird crap. That is a lot of weird crap. Yeah, fell apart at the end there. But hey, yeah, that was great. You that got was the great. rest of it. Well, move the, your phone up too. Yeah. What? I'm here to help you move your phone up. Yeah. Phone with Joe. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys subscribing. We love you all and stay survived.